0: Welcome to the What's Your Story podcast. Hi, I'm Ron Cogman from Brandon, and I welcome you to join us each week to explore stories in this real changing digital world. Stories from real business leaders, CEOs, and marketers, bringing to life all the topics to help grow your business and your brand. Join us each week, and I look forward to the story and the discussion. Okay, hi everybody. It's uh, Ron Coughlin with Branded, and this is the What's Your Story podcast. And you know, we've really had some super guests on in the last little while, and we're getting to be uh, a lot of people actually uh, getting a, a bank of really great interviews. But uh, I've got a really special guest here today. Uh, he comes from a place I'm very fond of, which is in Collingwood, Ontario. Uh, and I, um, I've been skiing up there for years, and my mom and my brother lived there. My parents built a home there. We had a chalet growing up. And uh, let me tell you that real estate is an up and down thing there, um, depending on the economy. And so Chris all knows all about that. So Chris Keeler is his name. He's got his own company. Uh, he started a bunch of years back and he's the lead broker on a very successful real estate uh, company out there. And I actually put my house for sale, my mom's house for sale, I should say up there because she was moving into a really nice retirement place and uh we had some um we had a guy on and he didn't really do much of a job marketing it but uh, when i gave it over to chris within a week we had multiple offers and we got the house sold and we were all happy so he uh, did a great job there chris that was a good plug for you but that's okay you know thank you very much and uh so chris uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself to start off and then we'll get into this whole discussion about the new normal and how it's affected you and the uh, the category you're in and uh, and that type of thing. So. All
1: right. Well, I mean, I'll keep pretty brief on that. You know, Chris Kelleher. I, I run a, a real estate team up here in Collingwood. Uh, we've been doing this our sixth year of doing this uh, right now. We rank in the top 20 in Canada um, and uh, really you know, lucky enough to run a real estate team in a place that we all love being here. Uh, it's a great place to live because people, uh, everyone here chooses to be here. No one is stuck here because they can't find opportunity elsewhere. People are finding their opportunities here uh, versus chasing them elsewhere just because of the lifestyle and such here. So, uh, yeah, we uh, get involved in the community. I run a text calling event here. Uh, we do a fall festival, a movie morning. We do lots of stuff to uh, you know, be a part of the community and support the community and local businesses. Um, and uh, while we're doing that, we also sell a little bit of real estate.
0: Very good. Yeah, I know you do. So this pandemic hit us. Yeah, uh, when around first two weeks of March, it was all up in the air, and then bang, I think it was around the fifteenth of March, everything kind of shut down. And uh, so obviously that really worried everybody in the tourism industry, and that's where you live, and uh, in the real estate. That must have changed how you approach things. So what happened when when? Why don't you bring us back there when? Uh, in terms of your life and your business and everything else up there in Collingwood?
1: Well, I mean, I think it happened the same for many of us and sort of wondering what is this? Is this real? Is it really happening? Um, You know, we all thought will March break actually be three weeks long uh, turned out March break was six months long. Uh, so, that extra two weeks having the kids home turned out to be not such a big deal that we worked it up to be. It was it was much more than that. So, right. um, you know, there was lots of uncertainty for a while, wondering what's going to happen. Everyone went away from March break in Ontario. They came back sort of mid to late March break and, and things began to shut down. We began to believe a bit more in what's happening and take precautions. So, Um, You know, the real estate market obviously came to a slow. People weren't seeing other people, they weren't letting people in their homes. Uh, We had an eight week period where it's quite slow. Uh, During that time at the onset, um, my thought was to try to get out ahead of it. I don't know if I have one of the viewers here. My my thought was to get out ahead of this um, and make sure that we're going to be the best people uh, to work with to sell real estate in a pandemic if this lasts a week or a year or three years, we're going to be the best people to work with during a pandemic. So we're immediately going to create our protocols and processes. We're going to be more in depth. Uh, We were the first one to start doing Facebook live open houses, uh, which are actually a fantastic way to do an open house to get people through uh, in any scenario. Uh, We could have a country property that's just hard to get to and uh, doing it live. So that was great for interaction, getting people involved, keeping people interested in real estate and knowing what's happening. Uh, During those Facebook Live open houses, I would give market updates. I would let people know what's happening. I would talk to the public. Um, And that was working out super well. Our our reach was great for those. You know, we'd reach as many as 40 people um, at any time during the open house. uh, It may fluctuate up and down as people come and go. No one would stay for two hours. Or actually, we're doing it for one hour. We're doing uh, four rotations, four 15 minute tours. Um, and, uh, and then about 1500 total reach for each open house. Once we, it goes live on the, you know, it stays on the Facebook there long term. So, um, that worked out super well for us. Um, the protocols, the processes, keeping the team close, having the zoom meetings, making sure, uh, the, our, a team and our agents were on task for what we need to get done and how we need to communicate with clients, let people know what's happening, let's not panic. How are values changing if they're changing? So it was, it was about high level of communication. Uh, pivoting and making sure that we stop saying um, you know, things like uh, just, just, just like the good old days, or just like normal or whatever, or it's a new normal. We really were saying, you know, we don't know what's next. We don't know what's tomorrow. Uh, but let's, let's handle today. Let's figure out what we're doing. And uh, let's assess the reasons why we should or shouldn't sell. Some people said, I'm going to capitalize on no one listing their property. I'm going to be the only listing out there. And they right. were very successful doing it uh, at a time when it was, you know, we would have our showings went through a process of we would say here's the floor plans, here's the video. We will uh, go up to the house and we will take you through on Facetime on your phone. We will do a live video. You ask questions, just me and you, one on one. And at that point, we want you to drive up to the property and see it. After you've done all that, if you would like to go inside still, we want to eliminate anyone that goes in and do not like it. Then we'll get we'll book you something to go inside. So uh, we just we went through the process as best we could for. 12 weeks then, but then between 12 and 16 weeks, that next thing uh, we saw a huge spike and we had to pivot again. And we saw stage two come in. Right. Uh, and people getting more open and maybe putting behind us warm weather and some people being more cavalier than others. And it was really an interesting time to see the fluctuations in the way people dealt with this. Uh, they dealt with real estate, and uh, we got a big boost when when Toronto opened up from mm. the pandemic and started selling their homes for super great value. That gives people the confidence to buy up here uh, before they sell down there. So it's 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 been a lot. Uh, one of the things we did was we had these little cars here. these a little inertia cars <laughs> that you, you rev up you get the wheels going, you put them down and I got one for each team member. And uh, I said, let's keep our wheels moving because at one point the rubber's going to hit the road and we're going to be the ones ready. So uh, yeah. we, we made that happen. We uh, got a couple billboards during the, the pandemic, okay. uh, the heat of it, and just kept pressing forward as though this is going to end one day and we're going to be the best at what we do
0: when that. Happens, so oh, that's, that's terrific. Now you have a very big staff and I must tell you a great staff. Uh, they came into my mom's place and they, the stager, I think her name was Maggie. She was wonderful. And I got to meet your wife. She was amazing. And mm-hmm. they worked together. And they made that old lady's house look brand new again, which was fabulous. I <laughs> uh, shouldn't say that. Sorry, Mom. But, what old uh, lady. Yeah, lady yeah. That old lady. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then obviously you, you partnered me up with Leanne, a team member. And you have a great staff. So, um well, how did this affect them in terms of their? It, was there anything like mental health issues or things that you did to try and help them through this time? And and what, what did you do there? Because you're a progressive type of business leader. Well, I'm not really.
1: We haven't talked too much about um, the mental health thing overall. There was a big uh, component of it that was that we're all staying in touch regularly. OK. Uh, we're all supporting each other, you know i can only imagine that you know salaried employees that were getting laid off in other real estate positions that was had to have been on the mind of anyone who's salaried that can be laid off uh, but i never heard anything from the staff about that no one really said anything everyone seemed motivated energized what i what i found which was amazing from them is that um as i mean the agents were just sort of you know luckily in a great position where they didn't panic just yet about money everyone was just and the agents seemed to stay quite calm. Um, some agents had to be home with their kids or wanted to spend time with their kids, and they said, "You know what? Give the leads to the other team members." And the agents were amazing at working together and just making sure the people that wanted their pockets filled got them, and the people that didn't didn't. So that was amazing, uh, you know, aspect of the team. But um, with the A team, it was uh, with the admin team. Really, what they did was they just. Took advantage of this task list of critical results that we hadn't had time to do because we were selling real estate.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: great to see. We sort of pivoted and worked on things that we hadn't had time to work on before. So, you know, sure, we're holding our breath a little bit with, you know, not making money as a company and having salaries and and overhead to pay. Uh, But while that's happening, we're saying this is a great opportunity. We haven't had time to focus on, uh, you know, this new system and refining this system and adding this and checking out this. Um, so we spent, you know, a good 12 weeks really, you know, working on the business. And I think that everyone found a way to make it an opportunity uh, versus make it a, a bothersome encumbrance to us.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, I used to work with a lot of franchisees. So I was head of marketing at Tim Hortons and Dairy Queen and. A lot of times, the good franchisees or operators would get would actually work on their work on their business and get time to work on their business, opposed to always working in the business. And uh, you know, but sometimes an event like this makes you do that, which is uh, that's obviously you've seen that, and it's an amazing thing if you can do stuff like that. So what did you change then in terms of your business uh, uh, with that time uh, that you got to think and get a project? And what did you do? Like what was what's different now?
1: Um, I wouldn't say there's anything fundamentally different. Um, I think that we worked on different lead management systems, contact management systems, processes, uh, listing processes, figured out how we could refine website tools, social media tools. You know, we we had to pivot on things like our movie morning where we usually have 500 people to the movie theater here in Collingwood, um, you know, on us. And, uh, because we support so many local businesses and, and they support us with our community partners, we had to find a way to do that again. So, uh, we gave out, um, hundreds of dollars of gift cards to our community partners so that people would go down to the lowdown, and they would go to kamikaze and they would go still buy stuff at these community partners, um, through takeout or whatever it is. Um, because you know we wanted to promote them, we wanted to get supporting local, and that was the main thing we pivoted when we were on the shutdown, and that's a short-term thing. We did it in a different way. With our Fall Festival this year, we're going to do the same thing. I believe the post will be launched today. Our Fall Festival was supposed to be September 26th, and same for a thing. We have 500 or so people, families come on the day of, there's an adult area with food, there's live music. Uh, all the breweries and wineries come and give give away tons of great stuff. So, Men with Knives has been amazing in providing the, the best food for this. You know, all free event. To, you know, to give back to the community. And then we have a, a huge kids play zone in the park behind my house uh, with bouncy castles and face painting and balloon animals and all that stuff. So, an amazing uh, event for attendance uh, for our clients and neighbors uh, as a whole. But really, this year what we have to do is take all those people that support and all our community partners, the local businesses that we work with and we have to promote them online. So we're gonna have a huge contest um, and give away a couple thousand dollars worth of prizes to, uh, to people that enter and, and sort of support the community in these businesses. So those are things we did sort of, I think, uh, small pivots to change things. O- overall, we haven't changed much. I mean, we've reassessed that our business is about service, that yeah. it's about communicating with clients, it's about relationships. So. We've always said money is a byproduct of hard work. So even if you're not selling real estate during a pandemic, because during an eight-week period, uh, eight to, to ten-week period, we sold about four homes where normally we probably would have sold forty or fifty as a team. Right. Um, and uh, so that was a big difference. But we realized, you know, our job is calling our clients and saying, like, don't sweat it. Let's not panic. Uh, here's what's actually happening. There are sales happening. The sale prices aren't dropping. Feel comfortable in this. Let's take it week by week. They want to hear from us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're not planning on selling, there's they're wondering Um, or buying. So it was. I think it was a good refresher course for us to recognize that we're in this to help our clients with communication, knowledge, education, keeping them informed, um, as well as being a platform to help our community. Um, So uh, we made the pivots of you know we canceled Movie Morning Fall Festival and and our TEDx Collingwood event, um, and uh, and did alternate things for that and then you know reassess things as a team uh i think we grew closer as a team for this uh as quickly as possible um and i don't remember when probably 12 16 weeks in we started live in-person meetings again Uh, but we decided that you know we can't go indoors in our boardroom people weren't coming to the office um, and everyone was working from home so we would uh, go to my backyard a huge deck and we'd sit everyone six feet apart and we had live in-person oh, meetings wow. really started to get live back for the team you know, you miss those day-to-day conversations um, so There was a lot we had to do to pivot and, and take deep breaths um, But you know, we kept trying to keep an eye on the prize Which is these this is an opportunity and we're gonna we're gonna make an opportunity out of it one way or another um, And that's really really helped us as the wheel rubber did hit the road and uh, those wheels are spinning fast when we hit the road
0: well, let me ask you something. Uh, you're a business leader there in, in a really great community. Uh, what kind of advice would you give other realtors uh, out there uh, in terms of going forward now? Like I just heard today, uh, Ontario and another 400 cases, right? So it's still out there. Uh, what kind of advice would you give them as a, as a leader here in the real estate world?
1: I think there's there's a couple of good pieces of advice to give in terms of what to do in this business, um, you know, and mainly you have to make a choice. Are you going to be successful through this or are you going to let this bring you down? And uh, there have been some people that sort of put their life, their real estate career on pause for 12 weeks. Uh, and those are the people that are having a harder time getting the wheels spinning again. I think, you know, you need to be aware of that if you're going to take your foot off the gas in this business at any time uh, that the car is going to slow down. And it's really hard when you lose that inertia to get speed again in this business. Mm-hmm. So keep the inertia you have, I think is pretty good advice for people or decide that you're not. Uh, we did have some realtors retire during that time. Right. Um, and, and another thing is is to keep communication and service high and, and don't think about the money. It can't be about the money. It has to be about the service and the relationships and money is a byproduct of hard work and that will come. If you keep those relationships and you keep the service and providing the knowledge and letting them know the sales and answering their questions, um, you know often we become counselors of sorts. Um, sometimes marriage counselors when it comes to selling a home.
0: Okay. A home right <laughs> to yeah.
1: Like we gotta, we have to work with people. To uh, they, it's it's a big stressful decision when you're buying or selling. I mean, there's a lot of money that changes hands. Uh, there's a lot of overhead and carrying costs that come with it and management. So. Uh, I think people should, uh, you know, keep the inertia going and and realize that this is not about the, the the deals and the paychecks. This is about the people, and the deals and the paychecks are a result of that. Okay. Provide your service, uh, be the best you can be. Figure out what your lane is. We're not all the same in the way we want to deliver our service. Deliver your service continually. Deliver it. Don't make it seem like I only want to talk to you if we're about to make some money. You know.
0: Right. Oh, that makes sense. Now let's let's. Look at that uh, crystal ball there that you have in front of you. Um, and uh, let's think about a year from now. What do you think?
1: It's a crystal scotch glass. I'm oh,
0: sure. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in it. What have you been doing all day?
1: <laughs> I was waiting until noon there. Yes. And everyone calls everyone, this alcoholing wood, but uh, come on, at least lunchtime, right? Here,
0: yeah. Um yeah, so what do you think is gonna be what's just what's gonna look like in a year? What do you think? Do you think the prices are gonna stay the same? Do you think the business is gonna be operating the same way you are right now? Are we gonna go backwards, forwards? What's what do you think it's gonna look like in a year? Well,
1: I mean the crystal ball on the pandemic is 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 a tougher one than on real estate. Um and they're obviously gonna impact one another, but I think Thanksgiving will be very telling for us. I think okay. Um, having the kids back in school. I mean, we have had a spike in cases. I think we can attribute a lot of that to, um, you know, mid to late August, a lot of late teens and early twenties people headed off to their dorm rooms. Um, And they weren't actually gonna go to class, but they're gonna stay in their dorm rooms or their university housing. And probably some canoodling was going on there. And I think that can uh, have a huge spike in the cases. And we've seen the number of cases between 19 and 40, I think rise. Mm Um, so it's going to be interesting on how that impacts, you know, the people that are more susceptible, and if they bring it back to grandma's house at Thanksgiving and things like that. Because oh, well, yes. I don't really the exact stat, but I read something about I think there's twenty nine hundred cases in Ontario, twenty nine hundred deaths, and right. I think I think um, eighteen hundred of them are over eighty, wow, and, yes. 2, and and twenty four hundred are over seventy. So I think we have to be, and, and whether it's age, I think there's also people that are susceptible for other reasons or or, or uh, vulnerable. So I think the people that are socializing more as universities go back and schools go back uh, need to you know, raise their precautions that they're taking in terms of the spread. Uh, you know, a 21-year-old may not feel as dangerous to them, but it could be dangerous to their family members, right? So I think it's definitely be telling for that. And we'll know which way the pandemic going to go. And if we have a relapse of this and we go into lockdown again, I can't I don't even know what we're gonna do here because the schools are over capacity. Mm-hmm. Beaver Valley School has 40% higher enrollment. Uh, we will be overrun with people fleeing the city if this happens again because before this pandemic, there was a bunch of there's a huge demographic of people that have always wanted to come here. You're one of them. You'd yeah. love to move here and live here, right? So
0: word, yes yeah. you start working
1: from home. And then they realize, I don't even need to be in here. I don't like my house in Oakville. I don't like my place downtown Toronto. I can get so much more for my money. So they will, those people were thinking that the pandemic was the straw that broke the camel's back and they came up here. If they're, and the, those who were like not the back didn't break. They're like, I'm going to hang in here we're going to get through this. If it happens again, they're like, I'm out. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm done.
0: done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that will be even, more positive for our market in terms of uh, people selling, what we have to be careful with all the time is we never want a spike in pricing. A spike in pricing is not sustainable. So a spike will result in a dip and then a leveling out and if you draw a line between those two, you get a nice calm line with this big blip here, right? Mm. So we we had that in, in 06, 07 and it took five, four or five years of the real estate hangover here to recover from what people had paid here and it wasn't worth that here. They had to wait till here, so it, it could that could be detrimental to our market for sure if we see too much of a spike in crazy pricing. So we we like to see some caution, some discerning buyers. Um, but long term, for this pandemic or no pandemic, this this is not Muskoka. Uh, this is not a small town uh, that is going to be hard to make it in once you've left the big city. Working remote has solved a lot of problems in terms of income, but. This is a really social community. There are tons of groups and clubs and hikes and gatherings and uh, wineries and breweries and um, social events, uh, theater stuff, concerts. This is, when, when people come up to their weekend home here, their cottage, they're not coming to stay in their cottage all weekend. In fact, they drop their bags and go on a bike ride with their friends right when they get here and then the next morning they're staying up paddleboarding, and after that they know they've got lunch with their friends and they're gonna play pickleball and people go and socialize here, right? Um, so I think regardless, we're going to see this keep growing. Um, the biggest obstacle we're going to face here is not even the pandemic, to be honest, uh, the biggest obstacle we face is that we sell real estate in two counties, Simcoe County and Gray County, uh, Collingwood and Blue Mountain or Simcoe and Gray, and then the periphery towns, we have six municipalities with Wasaga, uh, Clearview, uh, with, uh, Creemore, with Meaford, Thornbury, Grey Highlands, like we have all these different little pockets, um, that, all have their own services, all have their own town planner, all have their own municipal governments, all have this that makes it really hard to have sound long-term decisions when Poplar side road is fully developed on the north side because Collingwood services it but the south side is Clearview and Collingwood it hasn't worked out a service agreement yet with Clearview where we'll service it so you guys can build subdivisions but then (laughs) how are we going to split the taxes, right?
0: sounds like (laughs) Collingwood.
1: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah so um so that's fun the biggest problem we have but um you know right now i think we're going to see growth here for sure we're going to see people love um the opportunity to live here in a great community number one entrepreneurial community in canada ranked i think 2018 or something like that so my crystal ball says this is going to be glorious here one way or another we just have to handle as all business owners and people in the community the undulation of things we're going to have an undulation even this this year it went like this from January to March, then a huge dip, and right up. August softened a little tiny bit from uh, from July, right. and then September we thought we'd see it soften, and it, it continues to, to uh, stay really strong. But you know, we have, we have a house listed you know around five hundred thousand that was accepting offers today, and they have no offers. Uh, it's it's one that our buyers are looking at. They might be the only buyers. Right? right, so people are still being discerning. They're not. They're not uh, getting out of control. So my crystal ball says amazing times for here. Steady pricing. Um, More and more people are going to want to have the perfect
0: home. Right.
1: So when we have a listing, the basement is finished. And all the updates have been done. The gardening's done. The deck's ready. The, it's fenced. People come up. They're like, I mean, if they got to do that work and hire that contractor, and then the temperament for that we don't have right now. But we'll see that undulate. We'll see people like, oh, the prices are high. I'll, I'll get a deal on a cheaper house that needs work, and I'll do the work. Yeah. So I think it's going to see the traditional real estate undulation, but our market is going to become, have much more of a an, an urban feel. I mean, we call them ex-urbanites, um, me being one of them, uh, having moved here from Tokyo, Japan, uh, but yep. growing up in Mississauga, um, you know, ex urbanites we're used to an urban lifestyle where things are a bit different but we very quickly get used to uh the pace of town the town here so yeah uh, my crystal ball says it's going to be perfect
0: well i i, I think it's, you're right people are going to adapt i mean oh you, know, you said something really intriguing so you talked about people working from home and you know they're able to because of technology really just continue on wherever they are uh, that's what i did and my wife did uh, we were able to use my mother's home in Collingwood for like five months while this and then we got it ready for the sell and we sold it um but we realized during that time that hey what are we doing like we can do this in uh, Collingwood and we love Collingwood and uh you know I'm a former ski coach and I love the water and it's all there what are we doing so uh, you're absolutely right um and I think it's kind of also the demographics um I'm the end of the baby boomers. So I'm the last year of the baby boomers and baby boomers are all like they're they're make, this whole thing's making them want to retire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's really uh, in your favor, I would say, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, I I really want to thank you today and I think your business is a uh, it's an interesting one that is responding to this really strange place uh why don't uh i'm sorry i got your name wrong at the beginning and by the way and uh i thought <laughs> uh, it was keeler but it's not it's, it's, it's you can say it again i get, for, lot, I get lots of different pronunciations <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm all,
1: I'm
0: all. well my name's the same and no one knows how to say my name but that's okay um yeah uh, so uh, but uh how would someone get a hold of you or your team if they needed to buy a house up in calling one or are this interesting what would they do
1: I think the easiest thing is to go to the website, go to meet the team, and and the contact information for myself, all the agents, admin, email, phone number, all there on the on ckt.ca, cktteam.ca. Those different URLs that will lead you there. Um, I would say that's that's the best way to do it. Uh, that or or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we try to keep those feeds. Uh, interesting and entertaining outside of pure real estate about community stuff, community blogs. We do the same thing. Guest speakers. We do a hot seat where we invite people up to talk to them and ask them uh, not interesting questions like you're doing. Yours are meaningful. Ours are random questions just to create a funny conversation. It's yeah. just two minutes. But uh, follow us on social media. I think is a good way to keep uh, track of what we're doing up here. And then if you ever want to reach out direct, uh, just chriskeller.ca and uh, all the all the all the contact information there. You don't have to go through the brokerage and. Wait on hold and such, you can get us to direct.
0: So, oh, that's great. Well, I want to thank you again for coming today. This is uh, Ron Coglin uh, with What's Your Story podcast. Uh, we bring this to you every week on Spotify, uh, podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Radio Public, a number of different places. I want to thank you again, Chris, and I'll be up there sometime soon to uh, uh, sh- share stories and uh, potentially buy a house. So, uh, <laughs> but we're thinking to do that. We're actually going to buy a boat though. So now we've changed our both would be uh, nice,
1: and yeah. maybe a celebratory beer when you're when you're up here next. Just right. let me know when you're here.
0: Very good. Thank you, and have a terrific day up there in that beautiful place of Collingwood. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye bye. Cheers.